welcome to Sisterhood as we know it. Today we're going to talk about the undoing, of course. We're Have over to. halfway th- over halfway through. In fact, anytime Saturday morning rolls around, I'm like, tomorrow's the undoing. <laughs> You're listening to Sisterhood as We Know It with Deed and Son. Halloween comes and goes, and then immediately the Christmas stuff. Right? Retail-wise, yes. Right. I just feel like this year, a lot more of our friends are decorating their or putting up their Christmas decorations earlier than usual. Have you noticed that as well? Well, if this is any year to do it, this is the year to do it. Right. It's like one of our friends said, bring on the cheer. We need all the cheer we can get. Might as well put out the holiday decorations. You know, we couldn't even trick or treat like for real. So why yeah. not at least put up some, some, yes, some holiday cheer. And, you know, if you think about it, it's only America who has Thanksgiving this time of Go oh, anywhere yeah. else You're in right. the world. Yeah. And they're they're decorating probably early November. You're right. I well. didn't think about that. Good you know point. How I thought about that. Love actually. One of the best Christmas Classic. movies. Classic Christmas. Actually, movie. why don't we just go into Yeah. Our I don't know if I have five, but I'm just gonna go into my top Christmas movies. Okay, let's hear it. Right now. Okay. Number one timeless which i'm just gonna say it home alone yes and this it just uh i think i want to i want to say it was about three days ago i think it was this weekend too 30 year anniversary how does it make you feel i was in fourth grade that's all i'm gonna say folks (laughs) that's all i'm going to say home alone is such a good movie i mean the music macaulay culkin Mm -hmm. uh, the script i mean yeah it's not an award-winning script but it is such a classic and it always makes me laugh that house is the house in the suburbs of chicago is timeless they're running through the airport and has a great story all around i mean don't judge your neighbors love them that's right and protect your house Yeah. yeah um so home alone which by the way disney plus is going to be airing I don't know the exact date, but I saw um, a blogger repost the Disney Plus post. So I think it's one, starting now because I I think I started it? watching it. <laughs> so you've already gotten into the holiday cheer. Okay. I have. Okay. My so, tree isn't up. My decorations aren't up, but I've definitely been queuing up those Christmas movies. Okay. So Home Alone, number two, Love Actually, classic Hugh Grant classic all the stars i think it was when kira knightley started becoming kira knightley like she was like on the you know the edge of becoming like an a-lister mm-hmm. and that this one that came out in 03 yeah or 04 so that's like 15 16 years old yep um great soundtrack beautiful you know it's christmas in london five or so different I don't know. I lost count, but there's like five different love stories or different types of love. It starts with eight weeks before Christmas or six weeks before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, we're about six weeks before Christmas and London is fully decked out in Christmas decor. So I always think about that. I'm like, well, you know, the rest of the world is already cr- decorating for Christmas. So why not us? But 
it is our culture to have Thanksgiving, obviously, and to be thankful this time, all, all the days of the year, but especially this time of year. Third one is, and this can be, this, this, this can actually be a second because this, or this can be a number one. These can all be interchangeable, except I think Home Alone still tops them all, is the holiday. You know me. That's I'm a, on my I list. Am, I am a Nancy Myers all the way. I'm a big fan of her. Writer director mm-hmm. Nancy Myers. She did Father of the Bride Part One, Father of the Bride Part Two. It's complicated. Intern. I mean, you just name it. Love her. So, big fan of her and of hers. And she did the holiday. And let me tell you something. I can. Okay, this is how much I love this movie. It can be playing, and this is like as of like ten years ago. You know, when we still had on demand cable. Which people still have on-demand cable, but everything now is streaming. It would be playing on regular TV, and I would record it, and I would still watch. I would, I would both keep the recording on my DVR, yes. plus had the DVD, plus would just play it on demand. So any time of the year, I could just play it. <laughs> I remember one Sunday night it was playing, and you know how like E knew like the E channel will just like play the movies over and over again. Yeah. I would just keep it on the same channel. <laughs> and just rewatch it. So I'd have it in multiple forms and plus rewatch it. That's how much I love it. Kate Winslet, Jack Black, who knew that they would be a great couple with a whimsy chemistry. I love her so much. I mean, just so great. And you know, even the, actually the soundtrack for this is is great too. The music that goes there. I mean, there's even an Iris theme when Jack Black yep. sings to her. Um, and then there's Jude Law and Cameron Diaz, obviously sparks on on um the screen, but also like with you know there's a lot of irony with her and then his story and then they're both beautiful they're all beautiful so la london can't go wrong all right no no i'm gonna save this one for not in my top five but just a favorite not in your top five but a favorite okay got it i have two more and all right (laughs) wait okay you just named three so yes you get two more okay so i do have five well i didn't know if i was gonna have five i'm just gonna like okay so this one starts in the holidays and um but it can it's not necessarily a holiday movie but i like to put it under the holiday theme is you've got mail with Hmm, meg ryan and tom hanks you know me with my rom-coms and practically all of these except for home alone are all rom-coms and i mean their writing is is witty it takes place in new york city it's um pen pals and it's just you can't go wrong with meg ryan and tom hanks so along the same lines of meg ryan and tom hanks but can be classified as a valentine's day movie but starts also in the holiday season is sleepless in seattle so that's cool i like that you have some unconventional holiday movies yes for your for your holiday movie list for your christmas time list and I know this about you, but will you share your love for the Hallmark Channel with our I listeners? I mean, I was actually going to say, I'm willing to pay the $6 <laughs> for Friendly.TV so I can stream, <laughs> you know, Christmas in Vienna with Sarah Drew or Christmas Boyfriend or <laughs> Love on the Farm. I mean, wholesome, good love story. And I can give you the a template for every single one of them. I haven't watched one. I haven't watched them, like, I want to say in at least a year because I haven't had the Hallmark Channel. Yes, I've gone that long. But you can just put those babies on it. <laughs> they are so great. And they're so beautiful. Like, all of everything is so clean. Like, yeah. So, 
Should I just pull the trigger and do friendly.tv? I think I should. Sounds like you already have. <laughs> okay. So this one is not in my top five, but it is a fave. But let me tell okay. you, I'm the only one who likes this movie. Oh, okay. okay actually, wait. I have two. And this one. No, no. You only get one more because oh, you only said five. Okay. Can I, can I swap out Sleepless in Seattle? <laughs> okay. For rockets. Okay. For Dan in Real Life. Starring Steve Carell. That's such a it good one. It actually has Emily Blunt before she became Emily Blunt. And it has um, Dane Cook in it too. But it's it doesn't say Christmas at all actually in it. But it, it is a family holiday weekend. And he falls in love with his brother's girlfriend. And that seems weird. But it's like all family. And... So yeah. I would say that. Okay, so here's the movie that is not in my top five, but oh no, it's my, okay, you're it's still, still going for it's, another it's one. Still, it's still my fave, and I'm the oh, only man. one. Okay, what is it? Because everybody cringes and hates this movie. Oh, okay, I'm ready to it's hear it. It's the Family Stone. <laughs> See, you hate it. Starring, I'm totally cringing. Starring, what what do you Sarah like Jessica about Parker. that movie? <laughs> See, I like her. Oh man, I just what's the name like of the, the, the gentleman? He's in my best friend's wedding. He, him, he plays her opposite her, you know, co-star. Um, it has Luke Wilson. It has um, Diane Keaton and Rachel McAdams. So great, and and um, coach um, Craig Nelson. So it's, it's a, a good great cast. cast. It. Okay, but tell us what you like about it. I just, I love the drama. I love that it takes place in the East Coast and Christmas. And I love the the family dynamics. I love the modernism in the family, like the diversity, the, um, but the, the awkwardness in it. And I, in the cringe, okay, there's a scene that I actually had to stop the movie and like sleep at night. And then like, okay, I'm like ready to watch it. Cause it was just really, really, really awkward and cringe worthy. Um, but aside okay. from that scene, um, I just love watching the family dynamics and of the drama. And I, oh, and it has Claire Danes. And I love the twist with Claire Danes. So it's like one love story that becomes like two love stories. And then you find out there's something going on with the mom. And um, Rachel McAdams is just classic Rachel McAdams, mean girl. And you just like, I love the cast. The writing isn't spectacular, but it is fun to listen to and it's just great seeing the dynamic so there's a few things to for your list to get cozy up in your blanket okay and either you know cup of tea or if you're like me a little glass of wine or a little bit in between cup a little hot cocoa splash of baileys so or a side of pumpkin pie with whipped cream okay All right, son, go. Yours. Okay, mine are a little bit more traditional. Uh, (laughs) You're not going to hear me say the family stone. Let me just say that. I'm going to start with a classic. I always love to watch this movie during... Well, actually, I'm going to say my top five. Okay, four. The holiday season starts with Little Women. (gasps) I forgot about that one! It's such a good Mm -hmm. one. Okay, which version? It's yes actually both of them both of okay. them the the 2019 oh, version so or the 1994 oh that one's version a classic okay wait can i update my list 
No, you can't. You're done. <laughs> okay. Well, good one. Uh, the next one is a rom-com, Serendipity. Oh! <laughs> I want to join your list. I wish you could see Deed's face. So much regret. <laughs> Such a great list. I bet you're regretting that family stone. Okay, and like I said, it's not in my top five. It's just a fave. Okay, yes. sure. Okay, now I want to watch right. Serendipity. I'm going to go put it on after this. Okay, this one's, this one's for, um, like, this is more of a sentimental one. And kind of represents like some, a new tradition I've started with um, our girls is the Nutcracker. Ah, oh, which version? Well, I I I really like it live because mm. you know it's the same story. But right. uh, Netflix has a version on theirs. Anyway, okay. Moving on. So the Nutcracker. I also love. I mean, I'm not adding these to my list because they were on Deeds. So I'll give everybody some variety, but obviously love actually in the holiday. So those are unofficially on my list because Deed already said that. Can I make yours unofficially um, on my list? I'll consider it. <laughs> At least let me have okay. a little women. Here's, At least let me have okay, here's women. another one. Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. You can have little women. Thank you. <laughs> unofficially on your list. Fine. <laughs> Go ahead. The, uh, the next one I have is a little unconventional, but it is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Really? Okay, fun fact. Yes. I thought I knew you. It is. Every time I watch it, I laugh so much. So that one, I okay, love Can I just so say a, a scene I constantly think of? Yes. He's like, from that from movie. That movie. From National like, Lampoon's. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> He's like, he's like, gonna get that. Guy. He's talking about his Christmas bonus, and then he's like, hey, Christmas, and then they're just all like, the whole family's like waiting, and he opens up the check. And it's like really, so every time I hear the word bonus at work, I, I just. <laughs> you think of that it's yeah. just really funny but that's my yeah that one and then the grandma <laughs> i know i know uh so if you haven't watched that one it's an it's fun it's a fun one um i also like elf okay i was gonna guess i was gonna be on your list because i love that's a great movie elf has so much good energy he's like he's a kid he's like a kid so it's just funny it's just silly funny and I love that. That um, one that I ahead. will have to comment about that one. It's like that is a holiday classic that I don't think people, even myself, expected it like when it came out. But we're here almost twenty mm-hmm. years later, if you can believe it. And it's 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 a holiday classic. It's right up there with Home mm-hmm. Alone. It's right up there mm-hmm. with Little Women. Like it is definitely a holiday staple. Like you cannot go through the holiday season which without watching Will Ferrell as Elf. So good. I completely agree. One of my favorite lines. Is when he's like, "Get the best coffee in the world." <laughs> he's like, "Congratulations!" Like, <laughs> and then he takes her on the date. You did it's it. Like the best world's coffee. best coffee. <laughs> oh, so so good. Okay, and my last one on my list. So I've said Little Women, Serendipity, 
National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Elf, The Nutcracker, and the I final one, The Nutcracker. Oh, I did. Okay, I said The Nutcracker. Okay, so that's my. Wait, five. we want to hear your other. Five. Okay, my other one is not necessarily a Christmas movie, but there are scenes of Christmas in it. Okay. So you know, like it goes through, it goes through an entire year, and when it debuted, it debuted Christmas during Christmas time. <gasps> I think I know this one. You know this one. This one is great choice. It's a good great one. Choice. It's a rom com. Yeah, it's good. It's a rom com, but it's actually, it's almost like a dramedy. It is a dramedy, and it yeah. ends unconventionally. It sure does. So there we have it. We will, meaning Sun will, or I'll hope we'll post these. <laughs> we will post wanna, our like, Christmas. Schedule these and watch these yeah. like that. So that just got me in the spirit. Now I just want to like bust open these DVDs. Are you doing gifts for any of your friends? If I was going to do gifts for my friends. So I'm tossing around that idea right now because. Okay. My gift to people is not showing up. Meaning. Oh, what does that mean? Quarantining. (laughs) (laughs) See you next year. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. I like, oh, I see where you're going. No, no, no. That just came out, but I was like, "Mm, I kind of have an excuse not to do anything. (laughs) The only reason why I can't think of anything right now off the top of my head, aside from that, is because all I can think of is for a great gift for an adult is booze. (laughs) (laughs) Just give me a little mini champagne and we're good to go. (laughs) Yep. Mini, mini champagne for Christmas time. I mean, it's so cute and so windy. So. And it's already dressed up. It has that gold foil on it. Yes. It is. And it's just a perfect size. I was at the outlet the other day. Well, let me go with this thought. Everybody, speaking okay. about shopping, um, I've seen a couple of articles or har- article headlines saying that retailers are doing their black friday deals now and they are they're having like really good sales like 50 to 60 percent off like j really? factory so slippers all those okay. slippers like their slippers look nice and fuzzy like they're loafers and it's like that can't fit a slipper can't fit in a stocking but it's kind of a nice little mini gift because it's a great you know we're all gonna be at home so why not have make your feet comfortable oh that gives me a new idea for stocking stuffers like super exactly. cozy socks i know that's not groundbreaking no, but it's great because socks. they're all on sale and they're so they have the cute little um designs on them and that's all i wear around the house like i don't even wear slippers because i wear the the cozy socks like that's like my relaxation do your do your cozy socks have the little um like non-slip things on the bottom of them um one pair of them does or two pairs of them do but then they're not as thick as like the other cozy socks. I wear the other cozy socks more because they're thicker. Okay. So, but Just I was wondering. going to say, and Sun and I did this. Um, here's another great stocking stuffer are the matching pajama pants. Because a lot of the retailers, mm-hmm. aka, or for example, EG, Old Navy, $5. 
right now they're retailing for 10 but there will be flash sales and i think those are like just a great little thing to put totally all right well we are looking forward to the holiday season and we're going to continue to talk about the holidays as the year continues on and we hope you'll join us in that conversation and if you have any good stocking stuffer ideas for us we'd love to and hear also them. let us know your holiday faves and if you don't if if what's that list that we did last month or a couple months ago <laughs> the hater list if you don't <laughs> what is... yes the list of things that we hate that everybody yes, else loves it. so if you hate those movies let us know <laughs> Right. If there's a movie that you absolutely love during the holidays that we didn't talk about because there's a ton of them, we'd love to hear it. We're always open to a good movie. It's a new episode of The Undoing and it's the season four premiere of The Crown that we have all been waiting for. Really, I mean, for a year, but we knew the premiere date since like May. So November 15th couldn't come soon enough. And this is the episode of Charles and Diana and Camilla. Lots happened on November 15th in TV land <laughs> and in real life. So what we've been doing for the past couple of podcast episodes is recapping the episode of the week from right. the undoing. So Deed's going to give the Cliff's Notes version synopsis of episode four called See no right. evil. Okay, so I would like to call see no evil hodgepodge of oil painting. Hodge, <laughs> it's a hodgepodge episode. Okay. And or you can also call it. And here's for your Cliff's Notes version: the men of um, Grace's life. Because I feel like this was all about like the guys. Um, this episode. So here's what here's what happened. And I'll try to I'll try not to not to put in my commentary. But essentially, Grace's father. Who, what is his name again? franklin we're just gonna call him president snow because that's all i can remember although franklin's a great name for him on the show so franklin slash president snow um played by donald sutherland um bails out jonathan from prison and grace through the help of her father hires this high-powered attorney and she's asking her like why were you so what we find out is that grace was walking was seen on a security public camera walking the streets around the time of the murder. And she was the only one walking those streets. And her alibi is that she just walks to offload whatever's on her mind. We find out that she was walking around after the murder, so she's not... They can't point to her as someone, as a suspect. But anyways, President Snow bails out Jonathan by the request of Grace... Because the high-powered attorney, Haley Fergus Fitzgerald, says it, it just looks better if he's not behind bars. So let's get him out. He gets out. Him and Grace are... He, he lives in the apartment. Grace and, and their son, Henry, are living with President Snow. And Grace hugs and embraces him because they're walking and they're... T I forget what they're talking about. But then she's like, stop it. You're not my husband. He's like, I do love you. And we just... This, this episode is really about Jonathan. And we see a lot more of Jonathan and we see how he just keeps saying, this is me and I love you and I love you. And it's like, okay, you, ha you, you basically lied about everything. You know, we find out in the previous episodes that he lied about A, losing his job, B, losing his job because of his mistress, 
and then just disappears when he was accused of the murder. So, like, he's just a liar. He has the audacity to go to the widow's house in Harlem. Horrible. To the widower and basically asked to come in unannounced to tell him he forced he himself, forced himself in, to tell him in. i am innocent i did not kill her and he even puts his hands and cups the child's face miguel his former patient which is how he met elena and says are you okay let me check your vitals and i'm like and the you know you could tell that the dad is or the, the dad slash the widower is is like trying to restrain himself and he's he's he handled it fairly well but this guy, this this killer is, you know, the suspect is in his home. He then feeds his child, and then we find out that he's met his child because the baby is really not the baby of. It's not. It's not Elena's husband's child. It's Jonathan and Elena. Elena is is if you're just joining us for the first time on talking about the Undoing, please drop everything and watch the Undoing. But anyhow, the um, Elena is <laughs> the name of the of the mistress. And then, you know, and then she's the one who ends up getting murdered. So he he goes there. And that's a, that's a huge scene because if I was a suspect of murder, the last thing I would want to do is talk to the family of the person who I'm accused of killing. I mean, there's just, I don't even need to go into the obvious reasons why. And then another big thing that happens is Grace is walking and, um, oh, I skipped over this part, but. The police come and see Grace at her father's apartment and they show her, they ask her how long she knew Elena. She said, I never knew her. And he's like, she's like outside of the committee, the fundraising committee. They say, well, she tried calling you. And she's like, he's like, what? And then she's like, I never picked up. And they're like, you're yes, you're right. You never picked up. So apparently Elena was calling Grace's number and even painted a picture of her so that is where the name oil painting of my my version of this story comes is that she painted a fairly a really good portrait of grace so even though they they didn't meet until literally like two days before she was killed so then we fast forward to grace faints ends up in the hospital from some stress anxiety attack and then we also end up finding out that um her, her dad tells her that he was unfaithful to her mom so and for years and so you see grace kind of having like this disbelief of that about her parents so the lawyer of course rebukes jonathan for going and seeing the uh family and she basically looks him in the eye and says she she, it just dawns on her or it doesn't dawn on her i think she already knew how narcissistic he was but she was just calling him out. She was calling him out on his narcissism, narcissism without saying the word narcissism. She just said, you, you are, you, mm-hmm. you think that you can actually convince people based on your, the spell that you cast or your charm. And she gives them this look mm-hmm. and they kind of have this moment where she allows herself to t- get a hold of that charm. And then she says, you know what, we're going to put you in front of the cameras. And sure enough, they land an interview with Connie Chung. Connie Chung asks him why did why did he run? And he said, I, I ran because I just didn't know what to do. I was panicked or something like that. It was just a, it was a lame excuse. But he said, I'm innocent. 
And, you know, I'm obviously not a good person because I cheated on my wife, but I do love my wife. He ends up crying in front of everybody saying he lost someone, meaning he lost Elena and that he was in love with her. And then the second bomb was that, um, which we don't know how it ends because it's a cliffhanger. Connie Chung asks him, who do you, if you didn't murder her, then do you think you know who did? And he says, yes. And it ends there. So that is the hodgepodge. A couple of minor things that happen. Reardon, the, pub, the prep school that Henry goes to, is, is asking Henry to be homeschooled for the time being. President Snow goes over and says, WTF, no. And so that's what's going on. So it's really about the men in, Gra- in Grace's life. President Snow is really involved in here and this one. And... Um, Oh, and the other thing we find out, too, about Jonathan is that he had an, a previous affair because the lawyer's trying to get all the secrets out of him. So that is my Cliff Notes version. I mean, here's the thing. I still think Jonathan's guilty. I think it's... I yeah, still think he's guilty. I, think, I, I mean, all the DNA, his DNA is all over it. He was there before the murder and, quote, after the murder. And then he runs. Right. And in the beginning, they let the audience know that the detectives are no longer having Grace be a a suspect because they have her on several different cameras after the time of death walking around on one of her walks. And, oh, it's really eerie when they showed this part of from the point of view, like behind a dead body and you see her shadow walk by. She just walks right by the crime scene, unbeknownst to her. That's right. That was her. She's walking by that. Yeah, that was her. Here are my two theories. In this episode, we're really shown the wrath yes. of her dad. He yes. is really powerful. He's really angry. He lets Jonathan know that because he goes to see him in prison. And he's like, if you if you hurt my daughter or my grandson ever again, I'm going to kill him. And you believe him. And, and you could tell that he's right. holding back his anger. He's furious, as he says in the episode. And he's even right. angry with Grace. Who wouldn't be? Because Grace is like, I... I would just like unconditional love for my father. And up until this point, I mean, the whole show, all of these episodes, you see him as yes. very supportive. I mean, last episode we found out he gave half a million dollars. That's to the Jonathan. other thing. Nobody's, else, nobody's talking about that half a million dollars. The outstanding stuff that we have not found out yet is where did the $500,000 go? Who is the other woman that he had an affair with? My theory is agree with that the theory. best friend, Sylvia. It's possible that the, her daughter is his daughter. Where did he go the night of the murder? Was he? Did he really flee to the the beach house? And what else? Or where was he? What was his original plan? Because he had already told her early in episode one, "I'm going to go to Cleveland." So what was right. that about? Like, if if the murder didn't happen, if he's not the murderer, then what was originally supposed to happen when he quote unquote went to Cleveland? So my other theory is, like Deed said, maybe this show is taking us on a ride through being influenced by Jonathan. Are they going to lead us up until the very end to believe that he's innocent? And then at the end, the reveal is like, right. oh, tricked you all. He's actually the killer. And his spell was cast on you as well as an outside viewer. Uh, because he does look directly to camera, breaks the fourth wall in that cliffhanger from this episode four. He looks directly at the camera and says, yes, I know. I have an idea of who could have killed her if it wasn't me. 
since it wasn't me because he stands by the whole thing that he's innocent. My other theory is that the father, President Snow slash Franklin, has always wanted to protect his daughter Grace from the destructive ways of Jonathan. He's probably known about this affair and maybe he had someone he had involvement involvement in right. her murder somehow yeah that's very good possibility and i've said this before yes. because we still don't know what he was doing outside of the alvis's yeah, apartment that night how does he know where they live was he on a walk doubt it because his car drove right up to the curb he got out and he looked up at their window so that is a, another big question of mine. What was he doing there? Why does he know where they live? Why would he get that close to the victim? Um, and the other one that's kind of like losing it for me, because originally I thought, okay, maybe mm-hmm. Sylvia has something to do with it. If she is the other woman, has she just const- has she just remained in love with Jonathan? And then when he- she found out he was having another affair, became jealous to the point of killing But I feel like now that one's losing footing for me because she just seems like the doting friend. Yeah. Really, she really does care. And maybe she did have a lapse in judgment when she did have that affair back then. Has been trying to make it up to her. Because oh, oh, here's something I noticed. Um, I watched the beginning, the opening credits again, because you know I was looking for clues. And at the very end, almost the very end of the opening credits, you see a flash of another little girl who has blonde hair and blue eyes just like Sylvia. So I'm like, ooh, okay, she's in the opening credits. I was trying to so look for that, what you're talking about. I couldn't, I was like, maybe I just need to watch it again. It is a split second. If you blink, you'll miss it. I had to rewind it to make sure I I saw what I saw. Because the focus is that little girl with the right. red curly hair. But at the very end, when her perfect bubble world pops... There's like a quick flash of another little girl. Interesting. <gasps> Go ahead. I just thought of something new. What if Sylvia is a half sister to Grace because of all the affairs that Franklin had? It's a really good theory. It's a really good okay. theory. Because in this episode four, Franklin discloses to Grace that he was unfaithful in his entire marriage to her, to Grace's mom. Because Grace shares, like, I always wanted just what you and mom had. And he's like, we were unhappy. We were unhappy our entire marriage. I was unfaithful our entire marriage. And so when I met Jonathan, I saw myself in him and knew that he would do the same thing to you. That's right. He, like, sniffed it on him. He's like, as soon as I saw him, I knew it. Okay, your turn. What are your theories? Now that we have new evidence or new information, what are your thoughts? Well, the thing that keeps tugging at me and that I can't. I don't know why why it keeps happening, although maybe that she is because she's guilty, but it's like Grace keeps having these blackouts or goes on these walks to process things. And she's doing a lot of processing. Obviously she's there is a lot to process. So is that significant? Is does that right. mean that she blacks out and becomes this whole other person and then starts killing people? I don't know. I feel like it has to be more complex than that. So what I'm trying to say is that her blacking out is part is a key part to the story here. Did she subconsciously know like did she just know the whole time but what i keep thinking about is that all the evidence points to jonathan and the only thing that's really saving him at this point 
is his narcissism because he was able to plant a seed with grace and say, I'm innocent Mm -hmm. and say, you know, I do hope we get back together. And you're right. I did do this, but he's like, I'm not a murderer. But the thing is that he lied about everything else. And I'm going to take, you know, what I read from the, the writer who wrote on, because the vulture does a recap of the episode every Sunday, every like literally right after the episode. And she says, like how we all say, when someone shows you their true colors, believe them because he has lied about everything else. And I keep thinking about that movie, Primal Fear, starring Ed Norton and Richard Gere, when Ed Norton's character was accused of murder and all of his DNA was everywhere. Blood was on him. He was found at the scene, but he couldn't even talk straight. He, he just appeared like this helpless man who just didn't know what he was doing and like and Richard Gere basically was able to get him acquitted and very eerily mm-hmm. at the very last scene of the movie he totally loses that accent he totally loses that helpless persona and he's like oh I totally killed it so it's just I just keep thinking about that all all signs point to Jonathan but what is what is going on with Grace so and what is going on with presidents no right so all signs point to Jonathan still, but he does yes. a really good job. Yes, of and, or, and and redirecting, and like what the defense attorney um, said, creating muck, because all he has, all they have to, all he has to do is prove a reasonable doubt. His story doesn't; it just doesn't hold up. I mean, his DNA is everywhere, and even the way he oh, said that he so loved gross. Elena yeah. was it was well, it was creepy. He looked like he was straining, like it. It was hard for him to say it, but not because he was holding back tears. But because he had almost mm-hmm. some kind of disdain mm-hmm. for even saying it. So that, yeah, I started to change my mind about him not being guilty because I just feel like that's such an easy answer is that he's the one who's, who did everything. But I don't think it is Elena's husband, Fernando. Same. I don't think he has anything to do with it. I think, I think they, were in a rough spot in their marriage but i don't think that he would kill her apparently he found out about the the affair when she was murdered yeah because he didn't want right? to yeah it wasn't until after he you know he wanted a paternity a paternity test right it was a hodgepodge episode that's what i like to call it, it it's it's like they, they gave us more pieces of the puddle but puzzles but they of the puzzle but they kept like mixing it up <laughs> So there's only two episodes left. So, exactly. left. so I kind of have a theory about how they're going to do these next two episodes. I feel like we're going to find the killer okay. on episode five. And then episode six will be like the aftermath. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I feel like. I hope I hope they do that. Thanks for joining us on the, this. So much. Undoing yeah. Roller coaster. And so there's, there's, there's just so a lot much. of great TV now for the, for the rest of the year. And if you're into the crown, let me know. There really I posted is. a countdown on our on our on our story the other day. Do you have any other obsessions that you wanted to share with our listeners? Last oh. week I was shopping with a friend at Target and she found this snow globe that doesn't have water in it, but it has air it has this little um ferris wheel inside and it you press the button and it plays music and it lights up and snow blows inside the ferris wheel scene it is i will post it on my instagram stories 
maybe tomorrow or the day after. It's hidden in my closet right now, and I can't wait to take it out. Other obsession is pumpkin pie, and particularly the Safeway pumpkin pie. It's so good. It's way better than the Costco pumpkin pie. It's not too sweet, and it has just the right amount of pumpkin spice flavor. It's just nice. My last obsession is this hoodie that I'm wearing from Vineyard Vines. It's lightweight, so it's a great way to layer. I just like it, and I like the color. How about you? Current obsessions are all of the holiday drinks at Starbucks. Yeah, me too. Yes. My sister-in-law surprised us with a little Starbucks treat this morning, and it has made my entire month. She got me a caramel brulee latte with almond milk. She knows me so well. And uh, got kids hot cocos and um, threw in a cake pop for each kid and a cookie for myself and the other big kid in the house. What a great holiday cheer. I know. It was so nice. So if you need an idea to brighten someone's day all you have to do is DoorDash or Uber Eats or whichever delivery that you want to do if you want to do the delivery yourself and just surprise someone by leaving oh, Starbucks at their okay. door. So currently obsessed with my sister-in-law you know and Starbucks. That's called hashtag blessed. <laughs> okay. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Sisterhood as We Know It. If you like what you're hearing, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.